Chapter twenty six of the Memoirs of Chateaubriand, seventeen sixty eight to eighteen hundred, part two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicole Lee. Memoirs of Chateaubriand, seventeen sixty eight to eighteen hundred, part two. By Francois Rene de Chateaubriand. Chapter twenty six. London from April till September, eighteen twenty two. Indian family. A night in the forest departure of the family indians of niagara captain gordon jerusalem we continued to approach niagara and were now within eight or nine leagues of it when we came in sight of an indian fire in an oak grove and by the bank of a stream at a place where we had ourselves thought of bivouacking we availed ourselves of their encampment and having attended to our horses and arranged our own dress for the night joined the group crossing our legs after the manner of tailors we ranged ourselves round the piled-up fire in company with the indians and set our bunches of maize to roast the family consisted of two women two children at the breast and three warriors the conversation became general that is to say interspersed with a few words and many gestures on my part and then every one lay down to sleep where he was i was the only wakeful person of the party and went to sit apart from the rest on the root of a tree which ran along the bank of the stream the moon had risen above the trees and a perfume breeze brought with her from the east by the queen of night seemed to go before her into the forest like her fresh breath she gradually rose in the blue sky sometimes gliding on without interruption sometimes passing through masses of clouds resembling mountain summits crowned with snow the fall of a few leaves the sigh of a passing breeze or the whoop of an owl were the only sounds which broke upon the silence and repose around in the distance the ear caught the dull roar of niagara which was prolonged in the calm night air from wild to wild, and died away in the solitary depths of the forest. It was during such nights as these that a new muse revealed herself to me. I caught some of her accents, and inscribed them in my book by the light of the stars, as an inferior musician would write down the notes dictated to him by some great master of harmony. Next morning the Indian warriors armed themselves with their various weapons, and the women collected together the baggage. I distributed a little gunpowder and vermilion among my hosts, we saluted each other at parting by touching our foreheads and breasts the warriors gave the word to march and went on in front the women followed carrying the children who were suspended wrapped in furs from their mother's shoulders and turned their heads to look back at us i stood watching them till they disappeared in the forest the indians of niagara in the british dominion were entrusted with the keeping of the frontier on the side by which we approached these strange-looking guards armed with bows and arrows refused to let us pass and I was obliged to send my Dutchman to the fort of Niagara to get a permission to enter the British territory. This incident gave me a painful sensation, for I remembered that France had formerly ruled over Upper as well as Lower Canada. My guide returned with the permission which I still preserve. It is signed Captain Gordon. Is it not singular that I should have found this same name on the door of my cell at Jerusalem? Thirteen pilgrims had inscribed their names on the inside of the door. The first name was Charles Lombard, the date attached to it, 1669, the last John Gordon, and the date of his visit, 1804. Itinéraire. End of chapter 26.